Hi, I'm Simon Huck. And I'm Melissa Gray Washington. And welcome to Emergency Contact. Hello, Melissa in the toy closet. Oh my God, I know. Here I am. It's raining today on the East Coast. It's like a cold, rainy day, as you well know which is not doing me any favors in the hair department, but that's fine. I've managed to stay inside today for most of the day. Your hair looks great. Thanks, I. I did have what was a really exciting moment for me this morning. So one of the perks of being a single parent at the moment, because you know my husband lives in Europe right now, which is super, super convenient, um, especially in the midst of a (laughs) pandemic. But I was looking out the window and I noticed that the leaves were, were clogging the drain pipe down to my porch. So I had to crawl out onto my roof. Yes. Onto my roof, Simon, through the window. Okay. So that I was just, that was when I had, that's when I ruined my hair this morning was when I was unclogging these leaves from the drain. So in addition to being a stay at home mom, I'm also a stay at home dad. I'm like Mr. Mom over here with the leaves. This feels like a Judy emergency. We are actually in innovation on a water pressure, like a thing that you would, you could use to actually like I don't know what it's called. I should know. A water pressure valve thing to stick on your hose. You can blow the leaves out. Oh, I would love that. Because you're talking about the, are they called gutters? Well, I don't even know what they're called. They're like the thing at the top. They're like above the eaves on the on the yes. roof. Tracking. So I crawled out onto my roof. And by the way, <laughs> there's God. this really slippery waterproof material that they put down just above the eaves. I presume so that the leaves and everything, or the water rather, flows down the drain pipe. But I did not realize that it was slippery. And I'm not kidding you when I say I almost fell off the roof. And it would have been so bad because it's only the second story roof. So I'd like be, you know, alive <laughs> yeah, still, but maimed and but wounded. very injured. Yes. It was, I was like cursing Quayley the whole time. Obviously. Obviously. Where were your kids for this? They were at school, thank God, because otherwise, they knowing them, they would have been right behind me on the roof. They would have followed me out or they would have been heckling me. You know what I mean? Like making it really dangerous. Anyways, Great with his diamonds. Exactly. No, I survived, but like barely. So my point is I'm a hero, but that's, that's how my morning is going over here. Well, I have nothing to report. I have been packing for this trip to California. Right. And... Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really just trying to brave this weather. It has literally been a tsunami for three days in New York. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Right. And just before this, it was beautiful weather. So I don't know what's happening. It's supposed to be freezing this weekend. Anyways, we'll survive. (laughs) We will survive. We will prevail. Especially you, since you're on to like a seven star trip to California. I'm not worried about you. (laughs) Well, really excited about today's episode with my fiance. No, so huge. So huge. Also, that word just feels so foreign to me. Even when I say it, I can't even spell it. Every time I put it into an email or a text, I call it, I say finance. Right, right. No, it's definitely one of those words that feels like forced almost to use it. You go from like, you know, is it really necessary? Can't you just be like my boyfriend and then one day my husband? But yes, technically he's your fiance. So you know what I say that you're so right? I say hubby to be. It doesn't feel as aggressive as fiance. Right, right. It's more friendly. It's friendly. Yeah. But the biggest takeaway of today's interview, besides hearing about Phil's like blossoming fragrance business, which I'm so excited. Yes. We're going to talk about that that in a minute. Yes. um, Is the fact that you revealed that I was going to propose to him on his 30th birthday. Oh my gosh. I know. Sai, I was listening back to the episode and I was like, 
wow, I didn't even clear that with Sai. I didn't know whether he, you know, whether you would have in the BTS conversation been like, in addition to Venice, I was also going to prop the question on my birthday. By the way, another like BTS on the BTS is that you never told me it wasn't actually happening on the birthday. So that whole birthday at, where was that? Um... Darius. Uh, yeah. Yes, in Montauk. I was standing there like, okay, it's going to happen any minute. The whole family's here. Like, when's he going to do it? <laughs> Literally the night ended. And I no. was like, well, guess it's not tonight, folks. Like, it was hilarious to me. I couldn't but- do it. And so I, I backed out then and I never, I actually held my guard. Unlike in Venice, when I was like, just so you know, I bought the ring, but I won't be proposing right. this trip. Right. That one I never even told him about. So the minute we finished the podcast, he was like, excuse oh, no. me. Did I you, start a domestic? No, I mean, Phil is literally <laughs> Kofi Annan. I was like, we're good. <laughs> no, I know. After I said it, I was like, oh God, Melissa, you and your big mouth. Um, no, it was such a fun episode. First of all, Phil, I mean, I could just listen to Phil all day, all day long. My, I mean, I really felt like I talked way too much in the episode. So sorry to everyone who has to hear me just like blabber on the entire episode. But I thought it was so fun. I mean, for us, this was a highlight. Oh my God, I could do it in my sleep. And what's great about Phil is he's so cute and nervous. Like he doesn't understand that podcast is basically unlimited airwaves. So he was like, right. I'm going to prep for the podcast. I'm like, well, it's not Barbara Walters. Like Allison's on Zoom. Right. Melissa does not prep at all. Like it's very loose. <laughs> no, <laughs> Melissa is in the toy closet. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's extremely loose. Um, no, it was such a fun interview. And oh, oh yeah. So let's talk about Sniff. So now Sniff is live. So now to the millions of people listening to this episode, you can go to Sniff's Instagram or website and buy or, you know, order the perfume, the yes, fragrances, Sniff. I dot, um, C-O. That's Sniff, S-N-I-F dot C-O. No, mm-hmm. I'm so excited for him and everyone dies for the fragrance. The smell is so good. Right? They are so, so, so good. And I can't stress enough how beautiful the packaging is, which I know that it doesn't impact how the product smells, but it makes you feel super chic. Like just to have it around your house or on your in your bathroom. Also, by the way, the flowers he sent out with that, with no. those kits. Isn't that an unboxing? That was a Jeff Latham production. No, it's unreal. Wow. And Thank the terracotta planter, every or vase, everything about Thank it was you. so elevated. Sniff well, coat. I, I would like to take credit for some of it. You know, yeah, if I please can. do. Yes, please do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, and Phil was so excited. And he's so, like anyone that was posting or, you know, celebrating him and the fragrance, he's so, it's all so overwhelming for him. He's like, this is so nice of everyone. I'm like, Phil, right. this is your moment. He's so humble. He's too humble to even take his own moment. No, no, he, like, sometimes I have to encourage him to tell someone. I'm like, you can tell them you're starting a business. Right, right. Well, we're know, so happy for him. Everyone needs to order it if you want to smell good. It's up to you. It's your life. Um, and this was one of this. Like I said, this was a personal highlight for me. This interview. No, we talk real. We talk about wedding. We talk about baby. We talk about fake proposals, real proposals. We <laughs> right. really cover the gambit. It's true. It's true. It's all in there. So, without further ado, pip the rip. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm going to need those feet to not be touching me during this. <laughs> <laughs> that has to make it in, like, Allison. So, that has so to make abusive. it in. He's so abusive. <laughs> no, I'm not abusive. <laughs> like, <laughs> honest to God. Yeah. 
There's like oh no room for me to sit though. There's literally no okay. room. Okay, this interview is over. Time. It's basically that's all we needed. That sounds like bite. I want a friggin' pied a terre away from <laughs> this relationship. Oh my it's god! It, oh my god, man! Imagine you had my life. Like, like no, I want a pied a terre on the fucking moon. That or like Mars, another planet that is uninhabitable. That's where I want my pied a terre. We it's have big, someone very close. It's a big close. get for us. It's a big get it's for us. It's a big get. It took a lot of negotiation. There was a writer involved. Right. This right. I believe undiscovered it. star is not only my, I was thinking like he is my emergency contact. I mean, you are my emergency contact, but he's right. my emergency contact by proximity. Right. And he's like probably actually helpful as an emergency contact. <laughs> true. True. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Pip the Rip. Pip the Rip in the flesh, Phil Riportella, also known intro, as guys. also known as Simon's better half. If I do say so myself, if I do say so on your on your account side. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, for those of you that has have never followed Simon's Instagram or Phil's for that matter, Phil is obviously size fiance, new ish, new ish fiance in the past six months, which is very exciting. Um, and we're so excited to have you here because we have so much to talk about. But first, I don't even know that I know this full story about how you guys met. I want to say it involved some sort of app, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so tell it's me how so you guys crazy met. Because in the first two years of our relationship, we lived in like the shame shadow where we would be like, we met through friends. We met right. through like la la la. And then we started coming clean. I would say like year three. I got rid of the fact that we met on Tinder. Like I started like letting people know that Tinder right. was like our hotspot. And <laughs> at the time I had just gotten out of a relationship, I think with, with my ex. I don't, I don't not really, just. not just maybe like six months prior. Yeah. I feel like you took a beat. And I was driving to Montauk and, you know, on Tinder, I mean, you don't know because you're married, but... No, I want to know everything though. Well, Tell me. Well, on Tinder, there's this thing called passport feature, which allows you to really swipe out of your district. So if you're traveling <laughs> to LA or you're oh in my Long God, Island, you can like swipe out of like your immediate proximity, which Stop. I treated myself to. Sure, and what a I feature. Was exactly. I was swiping in, I guess, Long Island, all of Long Island. <laughs> and that is where I found Phil. And he, at the time, really leaned into his Italian heritage. Can I say that? <laughs> sure. I mean, he's Italian. Yeah. There was like this whole, you had a whole vibe in your profile pictures. Like <laughs> he had like gold chains. He really had like my eyes. a floral shirt. I mean, it was I mean, can thing. I say this? Can I say this? That's what you might capture when you cast a net wider than the Hamptons on Long Island. I mean, <laughs> I just... I'm just, that's right. 100%. So you, you, okay. So you did that. So I did that. And then, and then what happened? So did we go on our first date? Oh, am I allowed to speak now, Simon? Yeah, you can okay. speak. Well, oh, first of all, I'm a big get guys. Okay. And Simon loved <laughs> to tell this story where he like found me in like this random <laughs> like place. First of all, I'm from Long Island. It's like really not that far away from New York City. And also, I'm living in the it's city. I think I moved home for like a month because my roommate had gotten married. So you were living like, with your parents. So I was commuting to work in the city, <laughs> and then I'd be on the train like on Tinder because I was bored. And like you were living with your parents, just to be clear. Okay, okay. No, we, we <laughs> guess, like guys, we have to. Simon stole my youth. 
Okay. That's true. That's true. Sai is a little bit of a senior. That's true. Okay. No offense, Sai. <laughs> None taken. And okay, then, so, so I think what happened was we, so we have like, we have different memories on this. I was at the time, to, well, I can be honest, at the time I was smoking a lot of pot and I don't smoke pot anymore, but at the time I, I was remember smoking that. a lot of pot. And yes. I think a I was- A lot of pot. Okay. Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> this is for distribution. And- right. Um, only at nighttime for my sleeping issues, but whatever. Yep. And at the time, I I think I was very flaky with plans. So Phil and I had a date. I kept canceling the date. Phil would come into town because of course he lived in Long Island and I would then like cancel plans last minute. So I was a real jerk. And finally, eventually we managed to get together and we really hit it off. And it was, I think it was a Wednesday and we hit it off. We had this kind of really fun night. And then I said, do you want to come to Montauk? We're going up with four of my my close friends in two days to my beach house. Do you want to come? Wow. And I can't believe you said yes, but you did. Yeah, no, it was pretty <laughs> crazy. Like, first of all, like knowing Simon now, obviously, it makes so much sense. He must have loved canceled you, and rescheduled so many times, right? True, but, true. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I just felt like I met Simon and like we I remember just having like the best time with you. And then you asked me, and it was a uh, um, I think there was like a snowstorm coming, right? There was, it was Juno or Juna. Yeah, it was like a, or Jonas. No, Jonas. It, was like, it was like a big blizzard. <laughs> and I was like talking to one of my friends, like I shouldn't go, right? Like that's kind of crazy. And my friend Cassie, and she's like, oh my God, and your energy that weekend was so freaky. So he kept FaceTiming. <laughs> okay, we would be in the living room with like five of my friends, like five gay guys minding our business. And he yeah. kept in the middle of conversation would like FaceTime one of his friends. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was so intimidated because I didn't have any gay friends before I met Simon. I might've had oh, Phil, you're one so friend sweet. from work. So I remember going to like Montauk where I hadn't been since I was like 12 years old and with this like group of guys. and With a convention. And I knew nobody. I barely knew Simon. So I was like, um, like when I, whenever I'd be awkward and like nervous, I'd just like go FaceTime a friend and like, like, it was a phone oh, friend. Also, awesome. my friend was like, "Please check in with me. Like, you're with strangers. Like, are you alive? Absolutely. Are you okay? Like, so I think that was more more what happened. I think there was I also this undertone that he thought the weekend was going to be provocative in nature. Now, <laughs> I didn't want to say that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I am. Oh my god. The most, LOL. <laughs> LOL. I am the most PG thirteen person totally. on the planet. Like, there is not a vulgar bone in my body. I was not designed like there that. There isn't. Right, I'm saying, but that's what my friends were thinking. They were like, you know, be careful. Right, right, right. Yes, you might end up like dismembered in a freezer. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, so here's the thing: did, was there like a? At what point did it become serious? Were you guys like, okay, we're exclusive? Because I remember, like, behind the scenes, there was a while where Simon was like, this relationship is great. Phil like pops in, he pops out, he doesn't live with me, but we're, you know, it's serious. So like, I don't even know that I know the answer to this. At what point, Cy and Phil, did you guys make the decision? Okay, we're going to, you know, this is serious. We're going to move in together, whatever the step was. Okay. So that's news to me. I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my I think... God. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> when I met... <laughs> Literally, after we had the best weekend in Montauk. Like I still have like pictures from that weekend. And oh, save us. And I remember after that, we no, we literally like there was no games or anything. I remember like going home and you and I were just like, even if I wasn't seeing you every day, which we weren't at the time, I was like FaceTiming you. Yeah. You FaceTiming me yeah. like, every single day. 
it's blurry, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's blurred because of all the pot, I think. But like, oh my God. Yes. No, that's true. Simon, who is a big complainer like me, which is why we connect, never, ever, ever complained about Phil, which did make me a little suspect. Like, I was sort of thinking, like, how could this be? And then, of course, I met Phil, and then, of course, it all made sense. But yeah, at what um, point, I guess, then did you guys decide you were going to move in together, or like how long into the relationship well, before you did? So there was never really Phil became a squatter. Like there was never a right. moment where I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. There was never a moment where he was like, I'm going to move in. Suddenly like his toothbrush was there. Like, oh, got it. No, but not in a bad way. I listen, I, I love it. It was natural. It no, was okay. organic. That was probably like year two. My toothbrush was there. That was no, probably too soon you for Simon. slowly just started kind of moving in more and more. And to be honest, I loved it. Like Phil is yes. an incredible roommate and boyfriend, of course, but like we worked, you know, I, I think I've lived with other boyfriends before and I knew like within the first year of Phil and I being together, like not only were we in love with each other, but we also like cohabitated really well together. Like we like to do the same things. We sit on the sofa, we watch TV, we like to order yep. food, we like <laughs> to have candy. Like we, all the same things that we like to do, which are not that exciting, we like to do together. So I think I just liked having a nurse. Like I took care of her. So. <laughs> True. Well, that but works no, it, too. That works very well. It was really gradual in the beginning. Like I think I spent like maybe like one like weekend day there with you. I was over one night, and then I started spending like the full weekend, and then eventually a few work nights, and then yeah, it just kind of right. turned. It was just like really gradual and easy. I don't know. Now, Sai er, or sorry, Phil, I've been through some relationships with Simon, so I'm, you know, exactly like before Phil. It's all just like one big LOL, but. I, 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 was Simon your first serious relationship, would you say? Or like, how, how did that look on your end? like, lot of winner. (laughs) You met the love of your life in Sai and that was it. Um, Simon was my second relationship, but my first like real serious relationship. You know, I'm 152 and I've had several serious relationships. I've had multiple live-in boyfriends. Like I've been the gambit. Like, you know, they're like, oh, try before you buy them. I tried, I tried, I tried. I remember, I remember yeah. some of the try, some of the try-ons. Oh my god, nightmare! And for me, Simon was like my first real relationship. You know what I mean? Like adult yep, relationship. Yep. I felt like yeah. Whereas like my first relationship was like I just came out and like yeah. No, I get that. I love that. And we were now, also like going through a period. I, at least I was going through a period in my life where I was like looking for like a lot of my friends were having kids. Like you were having kids. Like you were already a mom with two kids. Like. I started to think like, what would be like, no longer was it just like a fun fling, but I was looking for like a more serious relationship yeah. and like a partnership and like, and a nurse, someone to take care yeah. of me. <laughs> and, and you got it, you got it all. Got Phil. It. I mean, <laughs> you, you really did. Now I'm trying to think of the first time I met Phil and I'm drawing a blank because in my mind, Phil has just always been your partner. So much so that I've run into your past partners recently and completely forgotten who they were to the point that I embarrassed myself. So Phil, true, right? That's a fact. That happened. That's a fact. No, I love you. No, I love you more. So Phil, to me, I'm, I can't even think of, I can't even think of a time where Phil didn't exist, even though I know that he didn't. So was it maybe just, at a mixer or something? Like when I had one of our Mad Marge mixes? That's it I'm was, thinking too, because it's blurry to me. I don't, I can't it's remember It's so like blurry. Isn't that moment. funny? Yeah. Yeah, but I remember loving you and I remember obviously saying to Simon, like, do not mess this up. Phil is actually amazing. And you are, Phil. 
I have to tell you, you really are. I'm so happy that you are joining me as Simon's other dependent in life. No, and you were like the dream, like best friend, right? Because like sometimes it's hard meeting like someone who's your best friend who you grew up with forever. And I was like your number one fan from day one. Like you are literally Chelsea Handler and I died. No, let me oh just, my God. Let me just correct. Let well, me just is- set the record straight on this. Bell. Okay. okay, so it's like nine. Like I like Mel more than no. It's actually scary. <laughs> Phil recites your Instagram as if it is. It's like the daily. Like he can't get over it. He, Phil, I love you. you no, know, he's your number one fan. There are side chats he has with his other friends specifically about you. Like well, it's almost creepy to be honest. When I found that out, I was like, "Well, if I loved Phil before, I love Phil now." <laughs> Because you know I felt the people who are obsessed with me. I love you right back. Yeah. No, I found that out and I was like, Phil, thank you for giving my life purpose. I, I really do. I love you so much. Well, Mel, I really, this is just one of my favorite topics. Timepieces, watches. Yes. You yes. know I love a good timepiece. I do. And this company called Movement, I found it on Instagram probably a year ago. I am absolutely obsessed. I just ordered the Voyager Eclipse, which is yellow gold and has a black dial. It is so, so chic. Love it. I ordered a, I ordered the Lexington, which I love because the face is big enough that you can see it, but not so big that it overwhelms you. The whole watch is metal. I love it. It's like a rose gold, gold color. It's super chic. And the price point is amazing. And Sai, you know what I love about this company? It was started by college students via a Kickstarter fund because like you, they had a love of timepieces, beautiful timepieces, but did not love the super duper expensive price tag. So they started this campaign on Kickstarter and funded this company. And now here it is in real life. And we get to enjoy these beautiful timepieces. A hundred percent. And also what I love about movement watches is they look good, but they keep it simple. Your watch is not sending you a text message. Who wants a text message from their watch? Not me. Not me. Mm-mm, not me. They tell time like a true classic timepiece. The watches, I think they start at $95 and they're sort of the same quality that you'd get from a traditional brand that's much, much more expensive. So the great news is for our listeners, you can get 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com emergency. Movements launching new styles on their site all the time. Go to mvmt.com slash emergency for 15% off today with free shipping, free returns, and join the movement. My hair right now is so, it's soft. It's conditioned. I am obsessed with Function of Beauty. I know you're on it too. No, I am on it and I need it. I need it more than you because I have big, frizzy, giant hair, but it's been a true game changer for me because you take the quiz. We love the quiz. Yeah, it's thorough, but it's quick, right? And then they determine the right blend of ingredients and bottle them just for you. They make you a formula just you know, custom to your hair type. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in an adorable, customized little bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. And they even put your name on it. And, and this is really important. It is vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. So hello, we love that. Okay, so Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It's the internet's top rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. I mean, if you cannot take the word of 40,000 real people, who can you trust? 
You're right, Mel. Who can you trust? So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash SOS to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash SOS for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash SOS. Um, now we're going to pivot a little bit because I want to learn more about what you guys do when you're not together, which I know these days is rarely, but Sai, like talk to us more about, um, Judy. Like what actually is Judy? How did it come about? Who the hell is Judy? Yeah. And what, what, why Judy? Why Judy? So this is what happened. I have had an entertainment marketing company for 15 years. Oh my God. It's so scary to say that 15 years. And and just to like clear the air on that, I represent brands. I connect brands with celebrities. So I'm kind of the middleman. My agency represents the middleman. So when you see a Super Bowl commercial and you see a celebrity hawking shampoo, I'm the agency <laughs> that connected the celebrity with the brand. Um, and right. I love that. And I've developed lots of great relationships and friendships, some of whom, you know, you know, friendships that I had when, you know, I was 22 years old. Some of these people have evolved into kind of big stars. So it's been like a very exciting, rewarding journey. Okay, so right. that's full stop. But at 35 years old, this is a year ago, I was like, wow, I'm kind of having this existential crisis where I feel like I have all these amazing relationships. I've you know, built this big business, but I've just not fulfilled. And at the same time, I had all these friends who had been in emergency situations. And when I asked them, oh, what did you do to prepare for the hurricane? Or what did you do when you had to evacuate for a wildfire? Or what did you do when there was a home fire in your kitchen? They all looked at me with like blank faces. So that was the genesis of Judy. And Judy is a an emergency preparedness brand. We launched it. I cannot believe it's only been six months. It feels like I birthed this thing two years ago. No kidding. Um, and it was so scary. Like I had never fundraised before. I had never had a D2C business. I mean, even D2C, I was like, what does that mean? It's so millennial. Like the whole experience is really <laughs> scary, but um, right. it's something that I've loved and I'm just excited to do it. Like wakes me up in the morning. It keeps me up at night. Like it's it's become this passion project. Um, and at the same time, we're doing good. We're helping families prepare for what could be one of the scariest moments of their life. And we're giving them the tools to be prepared. So that is Lady Judy. And, and we love her. And Phil's heard so much about her. He wants to kill me. <laughs> no, I believe it. But I want to say, isn't it amazing? That, and now I'm going to sound like a TED Talk, that you were actually able to find a so-called white space. Is that what they call it? Yeah. White space. yeah, and, yeah. Thank you. Yes. I know. Like, uh, no, but in emergency preparedness, because it just seems, I mean, now knowing you, it actually makes sense. You can really connect the dots between you, your personality and emergency preparedness, but it's, it's sort of a space that didn't exist the way that it does now. Thanks to Judy. And I, I mean, yes. I think that's really Thank you. amazing. Thank you. No, it, it's been really, it's been so fun. Um, now, Phil, when you are not busy being an actual Kardashian, the <laughs> When you're not busy being the 15th Kardashian, oh my God, I wish. What are you doing? I worked in finance for a really long time, which is just so boring, yeah, like, not exciting, and <laughs> yeah, like not even worth mentioning. But um, okay, no. And then I worked with startups for a while, and now I'm actually launching my own startup company as well. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're talking about this. I like honestly hate talking about myself or like it, or the business, like. No, it's like Phil, real. you have <laughs> to talk about it. He's like, clearly I'm going to be really successful. He could be Canadian. No, you are. He's so Canadian. He never talks about it because he's like, I don't want to interrupt like your airspace with like things talking about myself. I'm like, have you met Mel and I? Like we literally like, 
are competing for airtime. Like, hello. I have nothing to promote and I don't shut my mouth. So like... <laughs> I'm working on a DTC um, fragrance company. So um, yeah, it's called Sniff. You know, I've always liked fragrance, but the buying experience has always been so awful. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've done right. before, like going to a department store counter, right? It's and it's terrible. Like, You're dodging people trying to spray you. Like, exactly. You like, it's an assault. Spraying yes. you in the face without consent. Like people pulling you totally. in directions. There's so many options. It's so expensive. Um, oh and my like, God. I know. For scented water. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you know. And you have to go to a store is. to buy it, right? Like you want to smell it before you try it. So we've come up with like a almost try before you buy model, like similar to like a Warby Parker model, I guess, for fragrance. And where... there are scents everywhere in our home. It's like the never ending. <laughs> oh, I've seen them. Well, that's a fun well, I want to say when I showed up to Montauk a few weeks ago, Phil casually whipped out a completely finished sample. First of all, it's beautiful. It's Stunning. so cheap. Oh my God, I love you. No, I the, packaging, the packaging is so beautiful, I could die. I was like, what is this? No, it's like, so, where it's so this? chic. And Phil was like, oh, just this little project I've been working on. Meanwhile, it's like a fully cooked idea and he has these beautiful samples smells delicious so genius you get to receive the samples choose the perfume choose the scent and then send back what you don't like i mean how does this not exist no it's so smart it's like warby parker for scents yeah reasonable very reasonable price point and it's the packaging i can't stress enough is so chic that you did such a good job with that phil the name sniff like goodbye (laughs) i can't believe it was open i can't believe it wasn't taken you guys are amazing yeah no i'm really excited for it it's gonna i saw some in the pantry because for those of you another bts that you wouldn't know unless you visited montauk is that the pantry isn't actually full of food it's full of like stuff that simon gets gifted and now fills (laughs) sniff samples (laughs) yeah and now spills sniff samples so when i was there i just like took a little spritz when I was in the kitchen and I was like, this smells delicious. I'm so excited to try it and buy it and push it. And I'm so proud of you that you did this. I told Phil, like my only tip was, you know, move in silence, like grow this and get it to a a place where when you feel comfortable and confident enough to talk about it, when it's a real idea, because living in New York, you speak to so many people who have these ideas and they tell you over a drink. And then like, where does that idea go? And I just said, do your fundraising, get your creative agency, get it all, and then start talking about it. And so Phil's at the talking about it phase and he's so used to moving in silence that he's like, so it's now right. time. I'm like, no, 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 spread the wings. <laughs> so I'm like, you're launching in a month. Like you probably should start talking about it. Like start telling everyone. Absolutely. I'm No, that was such good advice, I, because you are so right. And Simon has always been that way too. You don't know, like I found out that Simon bought a beach house when he bought it already. And he was like, oh, the designer will be done in three months. Like, come on up when it's ready. Like he's very good about that because I mean, New York is just all talk all yeah. the time. So I think that is such good advice. I also do it as a default because I feel like everything, I always wake up in the morning and think, oh, everything will be taken from me today. Like I always think like <laughs> opportunities will be taken. My homes will be like homes. I have one home just to be clear. But like two. Like, yeah, owned by the bank. But like, oh I always God. think that like things fall apart. Like if you, I don't know. I think I'm just superstitious about it. Well, I have news for you, man. It has worked for you so far. So (laughs) let's keep that up for all of our sakes. Okay. Now, what is one thing that we ask all of our guests this, all of our guests, (laughs) what is one thing, uh, Phil, that would surprise us, like that, that we'd be surprised to know about Simon? Yeah. Well, I just want to say I've been waiting for this moment like forever. Like <laughs> this is my moment to like, I yes. have so much to tell everyone about something. Oh, oh yes, There's a lot. Say that. Um, sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Simon. Okay. So 
I listened to the Tan um, and Rob interview. Okay. Yes. And it like reminded me, it like sounded similar to you a little bit because Simon is actually an amazing dancer. And I don't know if amazing is the right word. Like, okay. He's not like, I am shocked. necessarily like <laughs> a great dancer, but like he's a really unique dancer. So like yes. all of a sudden... <laughs> We'll be like watching TV and he'll just get up off the couch and just start like bust out this weird move. But like, it's so funny. I actually I, call it performative art. No, it's performance art. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, Simon, performance art, I guess. And like Simon's doing some weird dance and I'm just crying. And it it's, started when I, oh my God, back to me in the pot. It started <laughs> when I used to smoke pot and I would get, you know, a little bit high before bed. And then I would do a whole routine for him yeah. before wow. bed. Like oh, a full... Wow. Routine. Full routine. And if it sounds weird, it's because it is weird. Like, it's really weird. Right. <laughs> no, I've seen it. It's it, very, like, black swan meets, yes. like, modern dance. <laughs> I've like, shared some of it. Right? It, yeah, you've yeah. shared it on social media. Yeah. The arm movements yes. especially are very swan-like. Thank you. But, but you're... Because Simon's so tall and graceful as it is. Like, he's like a peacock. You know, it's, like, very... <laughs> No, it is. And I love it. I love those moves. I'm always like, Thank wow, you. Yeah. Yes. It's quirky. No, it's yeah. so quirky and bizarre. It's like, it actually is good. I'm like, where did you learn these moves? Like, did they just come <laughs> Self-taught. To you? Self-taught. Like, I cannot yeah. dance, so. Um, now, Sai, what is something about Phil that would surprise his uh, more than 30,000 Instagram followers? <laughs> oh my Tell God. us something we don't know already. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that Phil does that is kind of surprising. One thing, I mean, this is so, maybe this is too boring, but Phil, <laughs> maybe this is going to sound awful, but it's just true. Phil Please. makes a bed better than, he is basically working at a hotel. Wow. And wow. When I say it's true, Phil Talk makes about our bed wherever we are. If we're staying at someone's home, he makes the bed. He does this like tuck in with the bed thing. It is Love it. so crisp. It is so it. elegant. And I know it's yep. ridiculous, but like to get into a bed that is made, that is beautifully made. And Phil does it. He's done it every single day that we have been together in five Phil, years. I love like, you. It's such a skill and it will keep us together for years to come. I love that. That's like my one interesting quality. I'm a really good crisp bed maker. I would lead with that. I would figure <laughs> out a way to get that on the resume. So you know my resume. Because as somebody who is also like two two beep beep, an excellent bed maker, it's a really hard quality to find. And in a male, forget about it. Forget it. That is worth getting you should that's worth getting married alone. Yeah. You have <laughs> other so many but you have other like quirks that people wouldn't know. Sure. But sure. No, but just that is amazing. Phil, I didn't know that about you. I look forward to sharing a bed with you at some point. That <laughs> is such a highlight for me. But speaking of marriage, talk to me, talk to us about the wedding plans. What's happening? Where is it? Et cetera. Who's the, who's the MC? So, well, you know that. So for those of you out there who have not heard it from me first, Melissa Gray Washington is our MC for our wedding. We are going we're going to do two ceremonies. We're going to do one in, in Canada because my mom isn't able to travel. So we're going to do one for my Canadian family. And we're going to do yep. more of a party celebration in California where I'm not sure where we're going to do it. I think we'll probably do it in an LA hotel. We kind of think we found the wedding planner. We haven't like fully signed on, on the dotted line. But it's going to be like, I'm not interested in like a low-key wedding. Like I want a nope. high-key wedding. I want to like... Key get a mortgage on the home kind of wedding. Like I really want to do it because 
for me, a wedding is not just about celebrating Phil, which, you know, we've celebrated a lot of you, but like, I want to celebrate my friends. I want to celebrate my family. I want to like bring everyone together and have like a four day hoopla. No, Simon wants to celebrate himself. Like when he describes it to other people, (laughs) he calls it his wedding. And I'm like in the room next to him. But I just let it go. The way you speak of me, no one would I just let it go. Just call him easygoing Phil. Just... I eating am. carbs, and, wearing Gucci, being easygoing. <laughs> no, I'm so easygoing. I also hate like any. No, you are. You are. Or anyone like looking at me. So a wedding to me is a nightmare. So this is all him. Mm, Wait, I want to ask you. I don't know. Now. I've seen some flashy pics. I don't know about. I, uh, I love I a party. Saw, I love a good party. I saw those. I saw those Gucci pants in Malibu last week. I don't know about. <laughs> I don't know if you. Oh, yeah, humble Phil showing us his body <laughs> and his Instagram is literally like. Him no, on vacation. Like, he's like, I can't ceremony. stand the time. Like, but we have to. Oh no, so God, Mel, I, I want your opinion on this. He, so we, I told him like, you know, this is what the ceremony would look like. This is where I'm thinking. And right. he was like, well, I'm not comfortable doing vows. And I'm like, well, that's kind of part of the marriage equation. And he's like, no, I'm too embarrassed. It's too much attention on me. I'm like, oh my God, it's so our angry. wedding day. You can... <laughs> write the vows on a piece of paper or on an iPhone and read them. Yeah, yeah. Don't you agree? I do, Phil. I love you, but you have, you kind of have to do vows. I mean, as somebody who's been married multiple times, vows are sort of the point. Or you, I mean, you you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to side with Cy on this. You got to have vows. Plus there's so much to say about Simon. How would you miss that opportunity? It's just like, no, I get it. And well, I have to do it. It's just, I don't know. Like I understand now why people get like cold feet at weddings. It's not like you're like, oh, oh no, my God, my God. <laughs> this is it's not the not, appropriate place. It's not like you doubt the person you're marrying. Obviously, it's like are you well? up to like walking <laughs> out like down an aisle or something with everyone's eyes glued to you. Like you have to not only do that, but then like speak. It's crazy. Like that does oh not scare God. me at all. That gives me. I have cold feet like two years away. So I thought you were married. a Kardashian, Phil. I had you. Pay, I had you all wrong. Now talk to me about the engagement though because that was so adorable Sai, how did you pull that off i remember getting the call i was in london i was beside myself i was so happy tell me everything well it was okay so to be fair to phil he had went through a lot with this engagement i okay had spoken to him about getting engaged a year prior and we went to venice and i think honestly people thought that when we were in venice it was just the two of us that we were going to get engaged there and that really was the plan. But for unforeseen circumstances, let's keep it vague, that did not happen. <laughs> and yes. But I made the fatal error of getting tipsy in Venice and telling Phil, oh, by the way, we were I was going to propose to you on this trip, but I decided not to. Which Who I don't... says that to someone, by the way? Yes, it was a mistake. I should not have shared <laughs> that detail. No, it's so crazy. I was going to propose to you, but changed my mind. No, <laughs> As I do I'm getting ready that. for dinner. I'm like, oh, great. That's nice. So... Ever since then, like, I listen, I knew that Phil was like the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with, like, from the moment I met him. I just wanted to figure out the best place to do it. And Phil is absolutely in love with Montauk. Montauk is his safe spot. It's where he wants to spend 365 days a year. So I knew it needed to happen in Montauk. And it was January. And I was like, I have the, like, the gumption to do it now. So I, yep. I picked up the phone, I called the jeweler, I got the ring and I was like, we're going to do this in two days. So I'm going to give myself two days to plan this. And I just figured it out. I got my, I got a guy to help me set up rocks on the beach and I 
And I put these giant letters in rocks. You better say yes. And I brought Phil <laughs> down to the beach. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. His hair was like upside down. I begged him to shower. He's like, why am I showering for the beach? I'm like, it's the vibe. Like I just like pushed right. him. <laughs> we walked down. I'm giving him this like heartfelt speech, tearing in my eyes. And he's like, somebody put rocks on the beach. What does it say? I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. I am tearing. I'm giving you like the speech. And it didn't occur to Phil that I was proposing to him. I get why people go on bended knee. Because right. he was so confused. He was like, Jesus says, I love you. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not what the rocks say. <laughs> and I got on bended knee. And the minute I got on bended knee, like, he was like, what? And then like, he right. started crying. I was crying. And you were able to capture this moment. You had a, like a friend or a photographer or somebody. We had two friends that were hiding in the bushes, like a hundred feet away. And then Phil started waving at them because he gets nervous with attention. I'm like, this <laughs> is, it's true. It, no, it is, is what happened. But no, I was just so oblivious. Like, I had no idea what was going on. You got him, Cy. Like, you totally surprised him. I surprised him. He really yeah. had... If you thought, it, you thought it was coming in Venice, and then also BTS, I don't know if you know this, Phil, but there was talk between Cy and I, at least, about your birthday being a potential. Yes. <gasps> Did I ever tell you that? No. Oh, my God. That well, now you know. Now you know. And so, remember, I came to Montauk, it was your 30th, but also I was like, I'm not missing this. And then just, we had a reschedule, but you know what? <laughs> well, there, was a week, there were a lot of reschedules. Okay. Also, si- I want to just back it up for a minute. Please. Like Simon, oh, make you sound, no, Simon makes me sound like such a loser. Like, Oh, when's Simon going to propose to me? Like, no, yes. not at all. <laughs> he, like, the only reason it was, he like would tell me like he was going to propose to me and then change his mind like multiple times. So this is a reschedule that I didn't know about. I like love if that's not big signals, I don't know what it is. So that's I'm a very bad gift giver. But I will, okay. Yeah. So when I buy a gift for Phil, I don't wait until the actual date that I'm supposed to exchange the gift. I throw it at him. Like I'm so excited. No, like an animal. <laughs> throws well, not an animal. Not an animal. <laughs> Less like an animal, Phil. Once I was nothing and you actually threw a present. Oh my gosh. I I just no, because Phil's can I say this? The car I Christmas I'm not a good gift receiver. I get uncomfortable and Phil also gets uncomfortable, but he really cherishes things. Yes. Like, and I, and and that sounds really shallow, but you love nice things and you, when you get them, you take such good care of them. I do not like I'll drop expense. I, I, not that I have the money to do that, but I just, I'm not good with things. And you're so good. I like getting really nice things for you because you, if you get him a Gucci blouse, he will literally pet that blouse. You're going to see that on Instagram. I mean, I you will see like, it on Instagram. I think I'm just normal with it. Like if I spend money on like a jacket. Yeah, you want to like, take care of it. Hang that jacket up. Yes. Keep it into a little garment bag. Simon will buy like a new jacket and it's on the, like the kitchen floor. Or, like, yeah. Oh, don't oh, no, I, I know like, it. Si- a dish gets dirty. Like, a dish gets dirty and Simon throws it out. Like I know yeah. Simon, <laughs> believe me. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Shit. Now yeah. talk to me about kids. I know a little, there's like, I know that you guys, I think, have expressed in the past wanting kids now that you guys are going to be married and it's a little bit more like imminent are do you still feel the same way now that you've met children now that you've had the occasion to spend time with children are you still thinking this is the right thing well we definitely <laughs> want to have kids yeah. it's a good point we definitely want to have kids we've been like you know we're speaking to surrogacy agencies right now or one agency in particular and we're just figuring out like COVID kind of screwed all that timing up. Yes. We want to get married before we have kids and just like figuring out like when, I don't know, I guess never is the good time. I mean, it is always a good time, but it's like a big change in lifestyle. And we're just, 
way, yeah, I mean, hello. <laughs> to say yes. the least, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I just want to tell a funny story. I was in Montauk with the kids a few weeks ago, and this is how I know Simon is going to be the best parent of all time, slash the funniest. We showed up and there were two massive bags of candy waiting for the kids. So like instantly, like <laughs> favorite uncle status. And the pool was at 95 degrees, people. Okay. I don't That's right. <laughs> that's actually, I didn't even know pools went that high. It's more no, like, it's think of it as a jacuzzi, but my kids have not stopped talking about pools that are heated to 95 degrees such that when we go to people's houses now, they'll say, <laughs> is the pool 95 degrees? Like before they get in, I'm like, guys. Like that's the only acceptable temperature. I, of course. And I'm like, no, you need to understand something about Uncle Simon. He's actually not well. Like nobody will do that. Nobody does that. You'd have to be crazy. But my point is, I cannot wait to see when you guys have kids what happens for for my sake for america's sake when you you should have children that's my word on i'm gonna be bribing the children with candy and heated pools yes you are and like yeah and <laughs> phil's gonna be like uh, excuse me rules and discipline yeah, and vegetables like simon actually will be an amazing dad like we were just in um like la with some friends and all the kids like love simon he like plays with them in the pool of and like course. they're facetiming him now that we're back in new york and they love him I'm like, I'm the nice one. Like, <laughs> but they love Simon. He's good at PR. He's good at PR. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I start early. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. Now let's pivot a little bit to talk about emergency situations, which is where we're ultimately going. But I want to know, have you guys ever been in an emergency situation together? You know, I don't think of them as emergencies. One of Phil's, I feel like they're emergencies. Oh my God. We're <laughs> constantly in a state of shock. So Phil has this issue of staying in the beach house by himself. Yes. So when I call him and FaceTime him for our good night and I'm in the city, he has a butcher knife on the bedside table and he has the alarm on. Yep. And he is in like, you know, fight or flight like mode the entire <laughs> evening, which is just like total lunacy. We've never had, I mean, you may think otherwise when we hit turbulence because he's a really bad flyer. But like, I've never felt like we've been in a real emergency situation. Have you, have you felt like you've been in danger? I mean, you feel like you're in danger, I mean, like in danger from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like a nervous person. So like, I always, I don't know. I, like, yeah. And mom's like, I'm crazy. Like I started sleeping with the knife now. Next, like not next to my bag. Wow. Like, in the middle of the night. I'm like, Oops. I get it though. So Montauk is dark there. at night. It's so dark. It's not, it's, like it's not remote, but it's dark. dark and quiet. It's dark. And yeah. very quiet. I'm like our house is made out of sticks. Well, I yes, I wouldn't. So like you hear every noise, like every creak and every like. Oh my god, scary. I love you. I would. I get it. Alone, alone would be. I would sleep with like a TV on, just for yeah. I don't even know what. When Simon's there, though, I don't sleep with a knife next to me, even though I know that I'm going to be the one to fight. Like Simon's <laughs> not going to be helpful at all in that situation. Oh, I don't even like, lock my door. I literally have a sign. Come on in and take me. No, no, you. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't know, is it like a Canadian thing? It is. Simon's I don't lock my door. So, like, either. trusting of others. Like, when I first met him, never locked the apartment door. I know. Never locked the mom's house. It is. House. We don't lock I get anything. There, I'm like deadbolting everything. No, but okay. Thank you. But so, yes, that's true. Like, I don't lock doors. I'm so bad. Right. But I have like deep seated fear and anxiety. Like, I'm worried about existential issues right. that like keep me up at night. Yes. Not. Yeah. Like the burglar, perfect. Not a prowler. No, I know. Not like I'm not worried about those kind of threats. I'm worried to like, will my business cave in? Right. Will I make it to Tuesday? Right. Like I'm worried about those big things, not like the threats you're worried about. Right. 
like the realist. So you guys have it covered between the two of you. You're always worrying about something. It sounds like, which I love. Yeah. No, this is like a match made (laughs) in hell. (laughs) No, actually, you actually are really good. You like calm me down. Yeah. Cause he just like, he's so like, I don't know. Like amazing beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Like perfect. <laughs> like, et cetera, et cetera. Now who, I know that Phil is the travel booker. I know that much, but who's the planner? Yes. Like, does he plan all the vacations you guys take? Is he. Phil is, he could work for like, I don't know, Expedia. He's so <laughs> incredible at planning. Like I didn't know how points worked on the credit card and the travel points. Wow. You and must've he, had like billions of points. Phil. No, no. It was insane. I was buying microwaves on there. I didn't realize <laughs> that you could cash them in and there could be this whole situation oh where you get un- unlocked reward. Like He changed my life. So he books all of our travel. He's so good. He picks our hotels. You know, he, he, he plans the restaurants. He's, he's amazing. He's the planner for sure. Got it. And who would you say would be better in a crisis if you did have a crisis? A hundred percent me. A hundred. No, I think me. Oh, really. We hit a nerve, folks. Let's, let's. Okay. Well, I guess it depends what type of crisis. Yeah, it depends on the crisis. But like, okay, 50-50. We're both bad. Like if a burglar comes in, like I know I'm going to have to like sacrifice myself and like fight. You think I'm going to get violent? <laughs> <laughs> Simon will not do anything. Simon would be like dancing out like the door. <laughs> take my watch, take the cash, leave me alone. I'm like, I'm always thinking. Well, about that's it. a good, that leads me to my next question. If you did have to make a break for it, what is the one thing you would each grab if you had like 10 seconds to get out of your house or whatever, 60 seconds? Shoes, my pillow. Oh my gosh, your pillow. My pillow. I remember you have had pillow and pillow related issues, like baggage. Yeah. <laughs> your whole life. Oh my God, Sai. Okay. What kind of pillow is it for? Like, let us know. Should it's actually one? so crazy. This is like an old pillow I got when I first moved to New York that was given to me by okay. the food god okay Stop. it was an a, a, a spare pillow he had in his apartment and i was like couch surfing and it's a feather pillow and he gave it to me i have since had it stuffed and recovered three times and i love what? it and i'm almost like what? weird about it it's been to australia with me it's been all around i packed the pillow with me and every time everywhere i no, go no, no, no. can i talk about the pillow for yeah. a wait 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 <laughs> wait 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 i have questions you pack it like when you go back and forth between montauk every weekend you pack it when you travel uh, uh, you... No, no, no. and by him packing Dubai. it I, I pack it okay, okay. also i pack everything okay uh, and the pillow uh, is okay. so heavy that his luggage is always overweight at the airport happy to pay i say happy to pay <laughs> Oh, I know you. Happy. You're like, can you charge me more? Happy can I to pay? pay. Yeah, they love to be like, you're overweight. I'm like, happy to pay. <laughs> but wait, what is it? Is it okay? Is it an emotional attachment now to this pillow, or is it actually because you've had it restuffed? Like, is it the brand? Is it like, can it, I buy this pillow? Like, it, what is it? However, it uh, whatever it does to my neck allows my neck to rest peacefully in whatever situation I'm in. Although I do have a secondary pillow that also comes with me on regional trips, but does not come with me. <laughs> Actually, did I bring the second pillow? You don't usually I bring did, the second pillow. But only, I brought it to LA recently. Only oh when you're like traveling locally. But I think- uh, Regional so- travel to <laughs> um, international travel. International travel always one. one. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. When I first met Simon, he was a really bad sleeper, like waking up all hours of the night, like waking me I up. Know. Like would get like three, four hours of sleep if he was lucky. So I think this pillow is kind of like part of his sleep hygiene, we call it. Yeah, it is what we call it. It helps you sleep. It's not funny. It's what we call it. I love you. I also used to suffer from insomnia and Simon cured me of that with this book that he sent me 
what was what's it called? The Sleep Solution. It's called The Sleep Solution by Dr. Chris Winter. It is a for those of you out there who are listening right now, I cannot, I could talk about this for a whole podcast. So could I. It, we need to get him on. We need to get him on. Literally, we need to get him on. We need to get him on. God, he's okay. good. He changed my life and he changed Melissa's life. He saved me. It was again, it's called the sleep solution. I do not know this person. <laughs> nope, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but he is amazing and this book changed my life. Yes, that's just a plug on that because wow. Now, this is a really fun part of the interview for me. This is where we asked Phil some questions about Sai behind his back to see how well you guys know each other. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read them. And Sai, you have to try and guess Phil's answers. Okay? I'm so scared for this. Are you ready? It's going to be so good. So what habit does Phil have that annoys you the most? Oh, God. I hate when you backseat drive. I hate it. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah. But what Phil said was, I'm sure there are many, which sounds true. I'm going to get, a, I'm going to give you half marks on that. Uh, but what he identified was when he snores. Oh my God. Never mind. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> okay, the can... lead. Oh my God. He sounds like a hog. I just recorded an episode of it in LA. I was like, how rude is that first of all? Uh, also, it's not that bad. I do that all the time to Quayley because snorers love to deny the fact that they snore or that it's that bad. And you're oh, like, oh, I admit it. I admit oh, it. Like, he makes it sound like it's so crazy. And it was just it's like heavy breathing. If I had the audio here, I would share it. <laughs> okay. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve, side? Backseat driving. <laughs> like I hate backseat drivers. It sounds like you need to work on that backseat driving, Phil, but yeah, yeah, that is yeah. not what he wrote. He said when when he's not ready, running late, slash his existence. So just a few bullet points on that one. So I'm annoying. I'm that I'm a little bit type A when it comes to time. And so if I say we're leaving for the airport at 445, what I really want you to be is prepared for 430. Absolutely. Because I, I will be there 15 minutes before. Yeah. And I so will be pacing. One, this is like a try to turn to a positive, you know, like when you go on a Can job. Can you just say something nice? <laughs> you know, when you go on a job and you're like, what's your biggest weakness? And you turn it into like a strength. So right, right, right. <laughs> he hates when I'm running late, but he'll be like, oh, I'm going to call the like car for the air to the airport at 7 a.m. And at 6.45, he's like, are you ready? I'm ready to go. Like car's on its way. Right, like, right. You're like, I you said need, seven. Like I'll never be late, but I will use every minute I need. So every minute that I give him, he uses. Why not just try to finish before that minute? Right, right. <laughs> Why not just tell me you're calling the car at 6.25 a.m.? It's just like, whatever, I can deal with that. <laughs> okay, now, what is one product or, you know, product or thing that Simon cannot live without? The more frivolous, the better. This is silly, but it is a part of my daily routine for the last 15 years. I have a quad soy latte that I, regardless yes. of where I am, is that what he, he said? That's oh what my he God. said. Starbucks Yay. quad iced latte. Talk to us about it. Tell us. Well, it's it, it just kickstarts my day and I love the taste. And even when we were in Egypt, okay, I literally found a Starbucks and the security person was like, well, that's not safe. That's actually not in the zone that we're going to go to. I'm like, You're like oh, we're, we're going. Worth it. <laughs> we're going. And it just, I don't know why it's like a weird ritual habit that I can't get rid of. I know, you know, some people like Starbucks, some people don't, but for me, it's just, it's a luxury. I just don't want to live without. 
No, Simon, okay. one of Simon's requirements for like, for like finding a new home, like we were looking for an apartment at one point, like he has to be in like a 10 foot radius of Starbucks. Oh, I know that about him and a CVS. He, he can't live without it. Yes. No, a, a CVS. CVS. Not into Starbucks and what else? <laughs> no, that's it. I'm pretty easy. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. Okay. <laughs> like a gym. If Simon could hack into any one computer, whose computer would he choose? So Sai, if you could hack, hack into any computer. Okay, if I was to hack into someone's computer, honest to God, I don't even think it would be someone that I knew. It would be someone like a Bill Gates. Like, I want to know what Bill Gates is doing in his internet history. Like, Mm. what is he browsing? Right. What is he looking at as references? Like, is he Googling himself? Like, I think (laughs) I would choose someone that is so unattainable Mm -hmm. and that is like, who I think is just such a, you know, incredible human. Like, what are they doing on their internet history? Well, Phil said himself, he said, probably mine just to torture me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly couldn't think of like someone for this one. This was hard. I was going to make yeah, it say is someone tricky. political, but it's yeah, tricky. Would, it's tricky. Now, what is one? So we asked Phil, what's one talent that Simon has that people would be shocked to know? Well, now I want to say my dancing. Yes, you got no, it. Stop. He said, yes, he said Simon is an excellent dancer. He's not professionally trained, but his moves are definitely <laughs> unique. We call it performance art, and I cry laughing. Yes. Oh my God, Pip. Okay, I we're know. winning. I know. Okay, so what three famous people, living or dead, would Simon want as his fan? At sorry, at his fantasy dinner party. So, Sai, who who do you want at your fantasy dinner party? This is a hard one too. Yeah. Okay, this is hard for me because I honestly don't know if I want anyone famous at my dinner party. Can I do <laughs> non-famous but famous in my mind? You, yeah, whoever you, well, no, because you know what? We got to, okay. we, we said famous in the question. So now Okay, gotta... okay, okay. I would say, um, oh God, maybe I would go like political and say like, I'd want Joe Biden there. I'd want... Is that like not the direction I should go? I mean, I... Hey, hello. Obviously, I want Michelle Obama. Okay. I want Barack Obama. Oh my God, all of the Obamas, yeah. And wait, there's another person. Who else do I want? And maybe Ruth. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what a dinner party. The three famous people that Phil thought you might want to have dinner with were Princess Di, oh, Oprah. God, Princess Di, Oprah. Oh I know... God. Oprah and then, and then he said Kim just so he can have a buddy, <laughs> <laughs> which is so Simon. That is so true. I love that answer, Phil. Oh my like, God. Your answers are so much better than mine. True. You should definitely do the guest list for the wedding, Phil. Okay. So that's, that's good. And then if Simon could only eat one meal for the rest of his life, what would it be? <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, salad with a side of gummies. Oh, so close. Okay. So close. That, you left out one of his food groups, Phil. But what Phil said was leaves and sashimi. Oh, and yeah. Done. With a dessert of gummies. With, with a dessert, dessert of gummies. gummies. Yep. There was one other one I was going to say. I was going to say oatmeal because we're now at the point where Simon... I saw that. Why did you guys have all that... Why did you have all that oatmeal in Montauk? I saw that and I was like, who eats oatmeal? So with the quad latte, because of the acidity, I need an oatmeal starch substance to combat that. So I cannot have one without the other. So it does travel with me along with the pillow. With the pillow. I noticed that. And I was like, somebody's really into oatmeal around here. Must be Phil. But okay. Okay. So besides your phone, what's one material item you would choose to bring on a deserted island, Sai? Did I already say pillow? 
Yes, that Can is I the answer. Oh, the answer? Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. It's, he said definitely his pillow. Simon has this ancient pillow that he can't sleep without. He brings the damn pillow everywhere. It's also weirdly heavy, and his luggage at the airport is always overweight because of it. We've covered this. I mean, <laughs> we we're touched like on that. Yeah. I know. Okay. So, what would Simon say is the most romantic thing that Phil, that you guys have ever done together? So, what's the most romantic thing you've ever done together? I have to say, it's hard because I don't know if we're like, we're the most romantic couple. I mean, mean, do you think we are? I don't know. No, I mean, we're not like that. We're not like that gushy, but I thought that when we went to Venice, something about being in Venice in the winter was just so beautiful. Just being, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You and Phil both. Uh, He said, we went to (laughs) Venice over New Year's Eve once and it was romantic. I thought I was going to get proposed to on that trip. LOL. The most romantic thing was our engagement. It was the first time I ever saw Simon nervous. Oh, that's... I know. really special. That's so... I was like, oh my God. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I know. For those of you out there who are like (laughs) shocked at how we speak to each other, we actually do enjoy each other's company. Totally. I thought that was so sweet. Okay, Mel, we know that 2020 has been one hell of a year. Oh my God, you can say that again. And I think all of us have realized how important it is to be prepared for the unexpected, which is why I'm so excited to talk about Judy. Yes. Judy is a headache-free way to prepare your family for all emergencies. Scrapes and bruises on the playground or natural disasters, Judy has you covered for all scenarios with expert-picked emergency kits. So emergencies are a natural part of life. We all know this. Um, Unfortunately, being prepared is not. So be ready for anything with Judy from first aid to food, water, safety, and power, and hopefully one day wine. Judy has over 54 different preparedness items that have been curated and designed by the leading preparedness experts in the world. I'm kidding around about the wine, but one can hope. Um, This is why- It's in development. Right. Exactly, for moms everywhere. But this is why Good Morning America called Judy the must-have emergency kit to keep you safe during a disaster. And ladies and gentlemen, boy, do we have a treat for you. Thanks to our very own Simon Huck. Go to judy.co slash EC and use the promo code JudyEC for 20% off your very own Judy kit. That's judy.co slash EC with promo code JudyEC for 20% off. Judy! This is the portion of the show called Receipts, where I, we ask to see your last, most recent text exchange, whether it's tech, you, you can decide if you want it to be a text message or if you guys DM each other stuff on Instagram. I, I know you're both very active. I don't know how many, much DMing you do on Instagram, but whatever the last message you share with each other w- that you want to choose. Oh my God. This is like such a ridiculous <laughs> message. <laughs> Yay. That, okay, so the last message is... Ask Marjorie about 778 Park Avenue. Look at this building. Wow. (laughs) And then I responded, is it open? First of all, Phil's been looking for apartments we can't afford for five years. So like FYI, like we can't afford it. Amazing. Is what open? And then sent me three links of resorts in Costa Rica. Um, Thailand, like places in the world that we could possibly travel to right now. Okay, oh my God, of course. Okay, can I just tell you that Simon sent me the a resort in Thailand? And I'm like, 
we are in the middle of a pandemic and we probably can't travel to Thailand right now. Right, but I was just giving, it was more of an inspo. Thank you. all <laughs> day. Same with my apartments. We're, we're looking for an apartment right now. So, I Oh my God, I love you guys. Too. They send like, like inspiration pictures for trips. I've been, I spent all week with you. So we don't really text much. I just yeah, kind of yeah. like barge into his office and just annoy him. No, no, but that was great. I have to say that was very, very on brand. So, um, Sai, this is the fun part where I get to turn it over to you and you get to ask Pip the Rip some emergency preparedness questions. Phil has been with me on my Judy journey for two years. So he, one would think that he has amassed uh, like a large library of facts, given the fact that I've been talking about emergency preparedness for two years. Correct. But I actually don't know if this is the case. So do not look at my answers, Phil. Mm -mm, Don't cheat. Yeah. So we're going to ask true or false questions um, in multiple choice. Okay. Got it. And again, you're looking at my answers. So I I'm need not. you to focus on the Zoom and I on swear the I'm not looking. Okay. <clears throat> How many gallons of water per person per day should you store in case of an emergency? A, one gallon. B, two gallons. C, three gallons. Well, obviously C, three gallons. Wrong. <laughs> oh my oh, God, obviously. They're hinting at me that it was three. No, the answer is A, one gallon per person per day, a minimum of a three-day supply is recommended. I guess three would be a lot. Okay, three would be a lot. That's a lot of water. Okay, true or false, children don't drink as much as adults, so you can store less water for them. True. False, you need <laughs> as much water for kids. Okay. That surprises well, me. That surprises me. And I'm a parent, so. <laughs> I think the way that preparedness experts think of it, it's like more of a contingency. Like right. you may need that water for bathing. You may need it for washing of the hands. Like you should just have one gallon per person. I might need it for myself, quite frankly. Yeah. I'm extra thirsty. <laughs> I think that's a trick question. Totally. Okay. True or false? During an emergency, it's best to communicate with family or friends. Are you looking? Okay. With family or friends by calling versus texting them on your cell phone. Text. Okay. Texting is best because yep. so false. You got to write. Texting is best because it uses less data and can get through much quicker. Yeah. Okay, good. How often should you practice your family emergency plan? A, once a year. B, every six months. C, every three months. D, only during an emergency. Every six months. Okay. So that's wrong. Um, the answer <laughs> is C, your emergency plan should be practiced at least four times a year to make everyone familiar with it. So you need to like, it, it should really be a part of your like every day, not every day, but like every three months you should be doing your emergency plan so your kids know it. Um, okay. True or false. According to FEMA, you should include a bottle of wine in your emergency kit as a comfort <laughs> item for parents, um, given how stressful emergencies can be. True, 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 true. I, <laughs> I agree with that, but it's probably false. Okay. I actually wrote false. I mean, duh, this is false, but 50% chance Bill gets it wrong. <laughs> he did write that. <laughs> I wrote it in the notes. Okay. True or false? As long as a thunderstorm is far away from you, you're pretty safe from lightning. False. If you can hear thunder, you could be in danger. Lightning can strike as much as 10 miles away from a rainy area. Yeah. You knew that? I knew that. I'm shocked. (laughs) Okay. Don't go in the pool when you hear thunder. Yes. Right. But but sometimes people don't think they need to listen if if it's not raining on them. Do you know what I'm saying? I definitely do that with my kids. They're like, it's thundering. We should get out. I'm like, no, no, we're going to wait for lightning. Because what are the chances the first bolt hits us? Pretty slow. Low, low, yeah. low. In my, I mean, don't take, guys, that's not official advice. That's just from the playbook of Melissa Gray Washington. 
but it's the truth. Okay. Um, according to CDC recommendations, recommendations, how long should you wash your hands for? A, 15 seconds. 20 seconds. Oh my God. Whoa. Amazing. Somebody Did just you? became, the, the student is becoming the teacher. Hello. I'm a rule follower. My work here is done. You're actually not a bad Judy. You're yeah. like, I think he got what, like 50% right, 50% wrong? At I'm least. I'm, I'm a bad scorekeeper, but at least. Yeah. <laughs> now, one, one thing we did not touch on, which I wanted to touch on, is Phil, we didn't talk about your amazing family. Because Phil has 357 siblings, all of whom are just as gorgeous as him, who probably eat carbs all day long, but are yeah, like 99% muscle, 0% body fat, oh um, my God. like naturally tan, olive skin, just like gorgeous people. His mom looks about 18 years old. <laughs> when I met her, I was like, are you kidding me? No, her Mayor, cousin, she's drop dead. Yeah, Mayor, your cousin, what's her name? You know, I'm obsessed with her. Remind me. Alex. Not blood related to make that clear. Oh my God, you're shocking me. Really? No, Italian Americans do this thing where everyone <laughs> is a cousin. So I had to decipher what real family versus like chosen family are. And so everyone he introduced me to in the first two years was a cousin. I have since learned 2% of those people are actually blood related. So no, just to be clear, he's Alex crazy. is not she blood is related. a distant cousin, but like I, my dad grew up on He's a like sh- back in Sicily. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But babe, so I'm like really mean, close with all my cousins. But no, I have three sisters. Yeah, a distant cousin is not an, another term for blood. It means a stranger. <laughs> oh my god! Someone who like we're related in some capacity. No, so I hear you. I'll take it. You know what? Like, we're related the- more than like you and her are. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, that was oh my stupid. god! No, I love that. I'm stupid. That was genius. Hello, excuse me. But yeah, okay. no. We- but your family. I you, can I tell you my. Can I tell you my favorite Ripportella or like Ripportella like auxiliary character is Jersey Don. First of all, the name alone, Jersey Don. It, aren't they engaged? You're gonna Jersey Don's gonna be your son-in-law soon, right? Yeah, I mean, or, or, sorry, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. Yeah, so, engaged you know, to McKay. Just for those of you out there who are wondering who Jersey Don is, um, <laughs> Phil has three beautiful sisters. One of his beautiful, beautiful sisters, um, Michaela, who's kind of the wild child of the bunch. I would we say. love her. We love yeah, her. Yeah, very dramatic. I love her. Very Sopranos ass. <laughs> <laughs> but in the best way. Oh, she really? Okay, well, she is. No, no, so she, chic. So chic, so pretty. <laughs> and she is engaged to married to this incredible guy named Don who wears head-to-toe Versace silk. Not ironically, <laughs> like, for real. Like, is so chic. No, he's a legend. so fun. No, legend. Yeah, we love Don. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I want to have Jersey Don on the show. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Who's <laughs> emergency contact? We don't even care. He doesn't even need one. This is the part where Simon and I talk nonstop about what we think is important. <laughs> I know. I love it. Like, about my sisters. And then there's Alexa and Mike, who are the nicest people ever. True. Like, Alexa reminds me of you. She's, like, so calm and generous and sweet. The nice and Olivia's the baby, right? She's the baby and she's like yeah. looking for Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, well, we don't blame her. Um, okay. Now I want to ask you one thing, cause I don't know that I've ever fully um, vetted you Phil before, uh, before giving you Simon's hand in marriage. I want to ask you what exactly, how did you know that Cy was the one? Like, I know he proposed to you and you said yes, but how did you know? Because you guys have sort of always known you were going to end up together. That's at least the vibe, the drift that I got. And I want to know like, why Simon? What I know, what I love about Simon, but I want to know what you love about Simon and why oh him. And take your time. Don't rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll shut up now. It was revealed to me earlier that I guess Simon 
wasn't as into it as I was in the very beginning. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, no, oh, and I hate that's to be like, not what the person that like I knew from like day one because like I didn't obviously, but um, I think like what first drew me to Simon, and I hate being like any. Just being get it out. No, he has like the best sense of humor. He's yes. the funniest human being. I literally laugh all day long. Like, I have not, after five years, I'm still not like tired of like, you know, tired of his jokes or anything. Like, it's hysterical. My jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I agree. My God. You're pretty funny, Sai. You're, let him, I mean, I you're mean, pretty funny. I'm literally your understudy. Like, oh uh, my God. No, I am. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think like that's like a major thing. And, I don't know. He just like, someone makes me feel like super comfortable. Like he, I feel like I've almost like come to like rely on him too much now. Like when we go out and like when I'm in situations, like no, he can't I do have a little bit of social own. anxiety. Like when we'll go out, right. And like, I meet new people. I'm like, I think people think I'm pretty like social, but I get a little bit of that social anxiety. No, because Phil, you're the nicest, most genuine person. So living in New York city with a bunch yes. of pariahs, you sometimes have to like put up your guard. It's because you're such a good Totally. Human. But like Simon is the that's correct like anybody like he makes everyone feel so comfable like, so, like his superpower is like he's so disarming you know is that like a thing no totally it's, his superpower yeah, yeah. yes yeah i'm getting Simon's like <laughs> totally yeah. simon makes everyone think they're his best friend like everyone in the room thinks they're simon's best friend obviously i'm like lol like <laughs> that spot's taken but he definitely knows how to make people feel good but not even from a place of it's not even an act. That's what I love most about Sai. That's really who he is. Yeah. No, it's so genuine. And like, I was like, I noticed that from like day one too. And I think that's also like what I love most about him. I feel like I'm not in the room, but like, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is what your eulogy is going like, to sound like. Now, wait. <laughs> yeah. But did you ever find, how did you, the, another thing we didn't talk about. Oh my God, we were just so busy talking amongst ourselves. Another thing we didn't talk about was Simon is a celebrity, like a full blown. Oh okay. my God. <laughs> Stop it. So I want to know, no, come on. I want to know, like, how did you handle the whole entertainment world? Like the whole swirl cast of characters that is Simon's life. How did that you know, was that intimidating or how did, did Simon bring that up to you? Like at what point was he like BT dubs? I'm actually famous. Um, oh my God. Well, I just need to say that I am like, like celebrity adjacent plus, <laughs> plus five. But, <laughs> and like Simon is like not saying that to be humble. Like he truly believes that, which is like kind of crazy. I think that's why I'm like, I was so comfortable with it too. Cause like Simon never made that like a, like he doesn't really talk about that. Like, I think he's very good at like separating yeah. the two. Yeah. Like when I met him, like I had like basically I was not involved in that part of his world for like I feel like at least a year or two, maybe even two. You Guys, know? what part of that world? I mean, oh stop! No, I, mean, I remember when when he met you because Simon was very one of the things he loved about you, Phil, was that you were very you were not like hungry at all, which is so hard. Uh, I know like nothing fine. Like Simon will say someone's name or like we'll be watching TV. No, and, like, he thought that Kim was an only child. I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm not under a rock. So like I obviously knew who like Kim was. I, I didn't. Yes, I, yes, yes. But um, yeah, no, I'm like so, and like I was just so, just like so far removed from it all. Like I was like from, I worked in finance and like I had no idea who Simon was when I met him. Like one of my girlfriends like happened to like recognize him. Right, uh, the spin crowd. Who, who missed it? I mean- I, oh, I Simon told me it. the <laughs> most, like, half of America, actually all of America. <laughs> Simon says the most unwatchable show on TV, but I don't know if that's true. It's but, not true. <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm Simon sure told me once that if I were to ever watch it, <laughs> for a couple of days, so I have not seen it. 
Oh no, because, my gosh. So I did this show, Mel, you know about this, but I'll just, I'll just like reference it for the viewers. Thank you. I did the show called Spin Crowd that was executive produced by Kim Kardashian. It followed her show when like the episode where Courtney literally like brought Mason out of the womb with her hands. It was like the Lion King. Yeah. So like that was the year. Ratings were crazy for that show. And we were like kind of the, that was our lead in to our show, which, which was that, that season. So we, it was called Spin Crowd and it was really showing kind of life behind the velvet rope of our business command PR at the time. And I just think that like, I wasn't, I never felt really that comfortable on the other side of the camera. Like I always felt, I don't know, I just felt pressured and weird. And that show was, it just, I don't know. It just I remember that. I remember that. experience for me. Yes. I well, remember I you saying I that. I need to watch it and like show a few <laughs> No, I'm not proud so, of that. Please, please. Like how amazing the wedding would that be if I like, Oh, oh he would murder you. You, yeah, I was going to say that would be the end of the wedding. That'd be the shortest <laughs> yeah. marriage in the history of California. Toodaloo. <laughs> Toodaloo. Um, okay. Well, I've really enjoyed hosting you both on my podcast today. And um, Phil, I feel like we got to learn a little bit about you. We got to see some of the dynamic between you two. And I cannot wait for some... Um, performance art on your stories. I'm going to be like tuning in for that. Yeah. Oh, like stay tuned. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I hope it wasn't a flop. Like, oh my God, Phil. Phil like, please. Town, USA. Also, <laughs> Phil, also, uh, I forgot to mention, is our IT specialist. So thank you for all yeah, of that you do. Behind the scenes. Oh my God. Fix Simon's microphone. This is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Pip. We love you. Love we you, love you, Pip. This is so fun. Mel. Sai. Been real. Over and out. <laughs> Over and out. Emergency Contact is executive produced by Simon Huck, Melissa Gregg Washington, and Allison Bresnick, and produced by AB Productions. Our production assistant is Connor Hall. We love you. Also, for more information on emergency preparedness, follow Ready, Set, Judy on Instagram. Wait, I didn't know we were executive producers, Sai. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God.